Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. Do this every week. Talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. Every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. I'm your host, Mike Dolce, and uh, my official co-host, Hassan Godwin. Uh, we got a great guest in here tonight. we got uh, writer, author. Well, I guess this is the same thing, right? As a writer and an author <laughs> is the same thing. So he, he's a uh, he's a word guy, uh, <laughs> Pat Shand. He does um, stuff with words. He does some stuff with words. So <laughs> Pat, do, say do. hello to our audience as well. Hey, ho! No, no, I said hello. <laughs> say hello to our audience. <laughs> hello, audience. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of that's the kind of tone we do. Uh, hey, so um, you know it's going to snow in the uh, New York area. So we're in the New York City uh. area. Uh, everyone's got to hunker down. Uh oh, pay bills. Uh, Go <laughs> ahead and pay those bills, <laughs> Double J. Yeah, no, I know. Well. <laughs> They've already closed this. Yeah, they already closed a bunch of schools. So if you're snowed in and looking to entertain the kids, Fun Food Flip is the game for you. <laughs> uh, each player gets dealt a hand of food cards and must come up with the most gross, most interesting, and most delicious combinations for each of the four courses. Just wait till you see what your kids come up with. Uh, if you like apples to apples, you'll love Fun Food Flip. Go to funfoodflip.com right now. We got two live viewers on, which we appreciate. All the live viewers. People all over the place are telling you, don't tell me what to do. (laughs) That's that's all I do is is I tell people what to do. Um, We got a great show today, though. Um, First of all, I love having you in the the studio because that's awesome. Um, It's always good. The the interaction over the phone can be um, a little tricky sometimes. Right. But uh, having you in studio, and I can actually gauge your reaction. Um, (laughs) Yeah, if he swings at you, you you know (laughs) you stepped a little too far. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know, he's close enough to swing at me, which is is really good. That's why I switch places. Um, If you actually (laughs) enjoyed political conversation, then you would have enjoyed our green room access. Actually, you wouldn't have because I completely couldn't. First, the camera didn't work. And then we couldn't actually get anything going, but uh, we got some good stuff going on tonight. So I uh, want to start the show off with, uh, we just had that, that event that everyone kind of comes together for, um, that really, the election, no, no, we're not talking about that. Uh, Super Bowl, and part of the fun of Super Bowl is the commercials and the trailers. Yes. And we got some really awesome trailers um, in, uh, in the Super Bowl and kind of related to what we do, which is comics and movies and TV. And, uh, and Pat, we're going to definitely get into all the cool stuff you do with Xenoscope, with the Marvel novels. I definitely want to hear more about that. But I want to I know what you thought of the Logan trailer versus the Guardians 2 trailer. Because those were the two that, that really popped out to me, I think, um, as right. the Super Bowl trailers. Huh. Um, you know, Logan has surprised me in that the trailers have been great. And uh, I don't really care about that franchise that much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The l- past few movies have been okay. Yeah. You know, I um, I actually hated uh, X2 and X3. Ooh, and yeah. most X3 well bad. X3 right. well very done. bad. Most love X2, but I had nothing no. for it. X2 terrible. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> for, for anybody who was in the green room, they became bosom buddies. <laughs> That's true. Um, but... These past three, you know, um, have been hit or miss, but mostly yeah. okay. Um, but the Logan trailer on uh, kind of, they, they did the whole thing where it's a sad song, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, cool imagery. But then for the Super Bowl, they just did it again with a different sad song. Yeah. Uh, but it was effective. <laughs> yeah. But I already felt that way months before when I saw the first trailer. I so got you. So not a huge nothing impact. Nothing new. Right. You know? Cool, but nothing new. So Guardians Two then was 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 kind of cool. Amazing, because, yeah, because absolutely Amazing. new. Yeah, yes. Okay, uh, Guardians Two. You know, I love the movie. Love the first trailer, and the second one was just. It offered a lot of new stuff. You know, yeah. It, it, it made me. It paid off my excitement okay. knowing it was coming. You know. Let me ask you a question about X Two, and then we'll get Hassan's uh, take on X Two as well. Too, I think X Two. I think X Two is still by far my favorite one. Out of all the movies. Oof. But I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why also, though, too. I think, when did you see X2? Uh-oh. <sighs> it's the chronology argument. When did I see it? No, no, but a chronology arguments, <laughs> I think, hold water, though, too. I, I, I definitely think they do. I think that when, when you see something you have never seen before. Right. You know, versus going back on it, going, I'm not sure why, I'm not sure what the big deal with this was. You know, it's uh, nothing compared to what I, I see now. Um some Marvel Studios films had mm-hmm. come out, so but but the thing is, I don't I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not excited to see new heroes on the screen. Nothing excites me as far as that goes. You know, yeah. it, it it has to be a cool movie, cool story, cool characters. You know, um, so I had probably seen Iron Man and maybe even Iron Man Two. Okay, by the time I went back to see X Men and then X Two. Okay, 
And I think, but I see, I think oh, that wow. actually does impact, you know, how you might experience it versus right. how, you know, we might have experienced it watching X, you know, seeing right. the first X-Men movie, which right. I thought was, was a very good entrance into this whole, you know. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, you know, it was cool. The Cyclops scene at the end was a little anticlimactic in the first X-Men, though, where he's just like, wait for it, wait for it. Okay, I got it. Like, really? You could have just, yeah. just done it any time? I mean, it, it was flawed, um, but... I mean, it, it was solid, restrained. Solid See, it was restrained. You know? That's what. That's what the. To me, the first X Men movie was. The first X Men movie was. We're walking on eggshells because. Um, <laughs> we're walking on eggshells because of Batman and Robin and and all the Joe Sh- Joel right. Schumacher stuff that came before it. Walking um, on eggshells because Brian Singer is a terrible director. I don't think he's eggshells. great. I don't. Yeah, I no, agree. No, he's with not. You. I don't think he's great. <laughs> we agree on that. Yeah, I know. I definitely, I definitely say that. But he's, so, he's got a he's got a very uh, he's he's got a visually challenged uh, eye. He doesn't really have mm-hmm. uh, an eye for interesting visuals. Um, he doesn't really have a, a talent for special effects movies whatsoever. I agree his, with that. His close, the closest I've come to liking one of his movies was... Uh, Usual Suspects? No. Um, no, he didn't like that one. I, uh, Usual Suspects doesn't count because someone ruined that for me. So I don't know whether uh, that movie would have been good or bad. It didn't have the same impact. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, ca- I, I kept apologizing for the, ruining it for you. <laughs> yeah, and it's still I'm still mad. Um <laughs> The 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 closest I came to actually liking one of his movies was uh, uh, Superman Returns, and that wasn't really a great movie. It wasn't a great movie. No. Superman Returns is is I think knocked for no reason though. I feel well. It's the Kevin Spacey, right? It's, yeah, it's I mean, Kevin Spacey. The problem with uh, well, the problem I had with it was that the trailer was almost a hundred times better than the actual film. True. The the trailer was very nostalgic. It's very stirring, very yeah. compelling, uh, very majestic, very yeah. very Norman Rockwellian, uh, which is which is what um, Richard Donner based the uh, the original Superman uh-huh. movie off of uh, the beginning of it, the first half of it on the farm, and it just looked like you know yeah. it just took you back. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the movie, and it's just weird stuff. Not sure what the super Superman kid was doing in there. Yeah, and, yeah there's no reason like, for that in there. Yeah, what's all this nonsense about? But. It was. Uh, it was. I, I enjoyed Superman Returns better than better than Man of Steel. We're not into that. We're not talking about. No. That, yeah. No. We're not doing that debate. No. Just, we're not. Just yet. I'm That's just saying. Segment. I. I. I didn't. I don't utterly hate that movie. Um, it's the closest I've come to liking any Brian Singer movie. I okay. think Brian Singer is. Just, uh, this is just an overrated uh, creator. I don't think he's overrated though, because I don't think I he's. Do. I don't. No, well, I, we're not talking about what you. No, think. no, 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 no. I don't think that. Well, that is very true. Actually, that never. You never, asked me, so talk. I was. Explaining. No, no. I, I would say that to, to define to say overrated would mean that uh, he's held in like this high regard as as a great filmmaker to begin with. I think he's. Well, I think he's, he's a quality guy. He's definitely been given the keys to the kingdom with these. Uh, oh, absolutely. These, these superhero well, movies. He's, I mean, and he's not. Well, and then and then and then he had. I Brett, mean, Josh had, Whedon, whom I also dislike. Came and ate his lunch with uh, the oh, Avengers. Agreed. And no the Avengers was What's that no way. No, really. Oh, okay, no. well we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, the don't, Avengers don't, don't was restrain the I mean, guest. I'm, I'm not He's restraining not him. I'm holding him back. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> channeling his power. Um, the Avengers movie was what I had always hoped X Men was going to be like. Okay. And when I watched X Men, the the main the biggest piece of action in X Men. Was uh, was Magneto lifting two cop cars up and dropping them down? Sure. And but that, see that to me that's X Men. That to me is why I thought X Two was was just so much better. I thought that I thought that they were almost like okay, we can make a comic book movie and it's not going to fail. So let's let's do some. I cool know, things. but you, you shouldn't let your cousin write a movie. That's well, that's the problem. You know, you shouldn't let a very talented individual. You should not let chimps in overalls <laughs> near computers and and. So you met my cousin then. I, well, he's a, but he's a nice guy. I don't hold him back. I don't hold him back. I think right, he's so going to do why, great things. Why is, is Avengers not even close to X-Men? If you didn't like X-Men, though. Or, right. no, you liked X-Men the one, I the mean, first yeah. one. I mean, X-Men was fine. Um, X-Men First Class, I feel, is the best one. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, the Avengers and Age of Ultron, to me, are the epitome of what a superhero movie can be. Um, the what? Wait a minute, what? Age of Ultron, really? Yeah, mm. there's no valid critique of Age of Ultron. Every single thing I've seen uh. is something that someone misunderstood. It could have been longer, I feel. There were things that were cut, but there's it, it has no did missing you, pieces. Did you like the story of Age of Ultron, but the directing and the acting and, and you know those key components weren't, weren't very good? But you can excuse that. No, I'm just I'm using our, our Star Wars prequel argument from a few weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, um, you know that movie was really good, except for the directing and the right. acting. It was just it wasn't that good. 
Uh, hmm. No, you know, I mean, what so you you like Age of Ultron better? You think Age? Forget the like. I mean, obviously right. we're talking about. You think Age of Ultron is better than the original Avengers? Um, <laughs> it's it's very hard to compare those two because what the Marvel movies do is they build on one another. Yes, it's more like episodic television yes. than anything else. That's true. Uh, so I agree with that. that one. So I agree with that one hundred percent. That's why I <sighs> Guardians of the Galaxy. I love it. Yeah. I am not the guy who, as soon as it came out, said, oh, this is the best Marvel movie. No. Because what Marvel does best is build. Yeah. It might be among the best ones, and the next one might be the best one. But it's these movies are good together to me, you know? So you, uh, I mean, you actually have some good Marvel experience, too, though. You've been writing the uh, Iron Man uh, novel and yes. also an Avengers novel. So first, yes. what's that like? A- and a different thing that I can't talk about yet. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, Just then, break it on the Why'd show. you say it? Just well, it. I, was told, um, I was told I could hint at doing a tie-in type, type thing to something coming up. So there's that hint. I, okay. I'm going to be working on something super cool. That's awesome. Um, and, and I think we'll know pretty soon. But... To go back to uh, the Avengers. Our goal is to get our guests fired from their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah that, that's, we, that's essentially what and, we did. And we're two for two yeah. so far. <laughs> oh, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Oh, God. We are two uh, for two. <laughs> we are two for two. It's 100%. No, we're, not. we're not. Yes. Bang. <laughs> target. Um, all right. So real quick, how did you get into the Marvel uh, novel writing? Like, what, what, what ended up getting you over there? And, uh, and what's it like to work on these iconic characters? Um, you know... Getting there was a very strange path. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've hit up Marvel over and over again. Yeah. Like, hey, can I write your comics? Um, <laughs> but uh, the way that it happened uh, through the novel front yeah. was I had been working with Joe Books on their Charmed novels. Okay. Uh, um, and the, the the production on those had slowed down a bit because they're kind of um, figuring out how to put those out now. Yeah. And I had written two, and um, someone emailed me, uh, Paul, who used to work there, uh, hit me up and asked if I had any interest in pitching for Iron Man. And I was like... And you're like, clearly no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I mean, if I have oh, to. No. Yeah, I mean, uh, if I yeah. have to, I'll do that. Is there anything else? You got to yeah, maybe... Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Iron Man. Give me yeah. someone who matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was really... It was, a cool, it was a cool thing. I had no idea that that was even in, in the cards. Uh, he brought up Iron Man, Spider-Man, and the Avengers... And I wow. pitched for Iron Man and the Avengers, and I got both. So I was That's awesome. so, so excited. Um, Son's going to strangle you during the commercial break. When we come back, <laughs> what? we're going to... What? Oh, the, the we're on this strangle with the jealousy. Oh, that's oh, true. The, jealousy. The, with the jealousy part. Oh, he's been getting hit with jealousy <laughs> since we started. But <laughs> it's secret. When we come back, we're going to restrain like Hassan, and uh, Pat Chan's going to tell us more about the Marvel novels. He's going to spill his, spill, his, <laughs> spill the beans on the announcement he can't make. And, uh, <laughs> and we're, gonna and we're also going to talk about some Xenoscope <laughs> stuff as well, too, uh, when we come back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. You can catch us every week, night. No, not every week, night. Every week, Wednesday oh. night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talk radio. Yeah, I was going to tell wish. you. Yeah. Quit, oh, yeah, you didn't let me quit, know that. Quit your job. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to do this every single yeah. night. 
we're not going to get paid for no, it. No, no. <laughs> we're just going to do it. We're every just going to learn how to rob people. We're going to stage. <laughs> we're going to work on that. We're going to stage a, uh, a, <laughs> a a protest that no one else is going to yes, support. Yes, no one comes to. <laughs> no one's going to come <laughs> to. Um, it's Secrets of the Sire. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Dolce. This is Hassan Godwin. Hello. We got Pat Shand, uh, Marvel novelist and Xenoscope writer in studio. Again, you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Go to Twitter, at Michael underscore Dolce. Instagram is mdolce64. That's Dolce like the candy. That's sweet. Uh, Pat Chan was just telling us about getting the Iron Man novel, um, pitching for Iron Man, pitching for Avengers after working on the charm stuff. Um, but even before this, you were doing some stuff at Zenoscope then. Yeah. yeah. And you still are. Uh, yeah. You know, I actually just left because um, I, I, I had a steady position there. Yeah. I was a, um, an editor and staff writer for about four years there. And um, I, I left there recently, um, and I'm finishing up my duties there. You know, I had just started this uh, Van Helsing versus the Mummy uh-huh. series, and some, you know, there's a, a Spirit Hunters and Grim Tales of Terror series that uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of a writer's room deal where yeah. I'll sit with Ralph Brush. Ralph Russia. <laughs> That's Ralph. why. So you were fired, is what it is. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I left. And Dave Franchini. And the four of us would normally sit in mm-hmm. the room as if it was a TV show and kind of banging out together. Yeah. So I have a few of those left um, to script and um, the Van Helsing series. And um, and then, I don't know, you know, if something cool comes up, I'll do it. Sure. But I'm definitely looking forward to more freelancing elsewhere and just, you know, doing my own thing right now. That's pretty cool. So fun fact, uh, the man who's replacing Pat Shand at Zenoscope is a former wizard guy, Scott Beatty. I oh, found really? out about this recently. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yep. Yeah. The world is absolutely tiny. So this is the funny thing too. So Hassan and I know each other from the wizard days. We were telling you about that too. Um, so we were we yeah, were like upstairs and then it was yes. down. Actually, I was downstairs and upstairs. I yes. did I did the were, I did my were, time downstairs. Yeah. Downstairs was like the editorial creative area. Upstairs was was more of like the running the day to day business. Right. Um, yeah. For some reason, all the website the executive stuff. Yeah, like downstairs. all the you know all the toy stuff and and whatnot. But the amount of wizard people or ex wizard people in the industry is astounding. Right. Uh, Brian was, Cunningham and Mike Cotner at DC. Mm-hmm. Pat McCallum uh, was DC Films, I guess. Or Mm -hmm. you know uh, that sucks for him, Uh, and then then there was uh, you know (laughs) the money shit, the money shit. They threw him off with a like evil. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) You know, over at Marvel, there's like Darren Sanchez is over at Marvel, Ben Morris, Ryan Panagos, Ricky Purton's over at DC. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all these people out there. We could get like a job, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, no, we're we're, we're doing this instead. (laughs) So. Yeah, 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 somebody, yes. anybody. So, did you tune into Van Helsing when it was on Sci-Fi? Oh no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, um, well, you know, I, um, it's cool that it's happening. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I knew before it even aired, they changed everything. <sighs> so you know, it, it's not what even the same do? character. She's Vanessa Van Helsing. Um, I mean, she could have just been Vanessa Helsing. Is that that's Van Helsing? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, oh, but um, Sanjay's like, oh wait, yeah. hey, oh, that's Van. an idea. Yeah, Van but Helsing. you know, um, like uh, Zenoscope recently did a Robin Hood short film, and okay. I worked in Robin Hood for a long time, so yeah. that that was done by them. So I I, I had the feeling that oh, I'm gonna see one of my characters that I collaborated on yeah. with all these guys, they're the ones doing it. Mm-hmm. So to see that was cool. Okay. However, Van Helsing was changed from from, from the jump, you know? Wait so, a minute, wait a minute. You're saying that someone at Hollywood changed the original shocking. source material? Totally <laughs> That makes no sense. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad it happened because uh, the guy doing it is Neil Labute, okay. who I learned about in college. I, I, I learned about his work as a student. So to see him totally changing everything I wrote for Van Helsing is kind of cool. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I have no interest in watching it because it's just... It's not yours. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I don't... Like, all right. I, I don't watch any like fairy tale stuff because mm-hmm. I've worked so long on these fairy tale sure. stories that I have no interest in right. watching it for fun. I have no interest in watching sci-fi's Van Helsing for fun. Uh-huh. May- maybe one day when I have more distance from it, but yeah. I have no specific desire to watch it. That was like us last week, though, too, because like we had Fabian Nissier's on. And um, it's funny because we had this great rapport and, and I know him, you know, for a few years now, too. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, dude, like I was in seventh grade and I was like reading X-Force and like right. that was, you know, so it, there is this this cool like, you know, you always have to sit back and say, you know what, you know, no, it's cool. Life for is, sure. life is pretty good. Like yeah. Life is yeah. pretty good. Absolutely. Those those moments, you can't you can't beat those moments, no. you know, and, and it, comics gives us that window when really you're does. when you're smart enough and lucky enough to realize those moments are happening, then then you can't. Beat oh, 
Those Absolutely. Are, if someone has to smack you over the head and remind you that it happened, then yeah, you missed it. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, that's bad. I think so that's too. That's pretty bad. But that's not us. No. We're good. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you had a Kickstarter campaign recently too. I did. And uh, tell us a story about that too, because oh, we were oh. talking about it at New what? Jersey Comic Expo. <laughs> what was that tone? No, no you know, it, I it did. Was, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was very grim. Yeah, you know. It, <laughs> 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 ah, that's like the, what's that? The yeah. old Seinfeld joke, yeah. like when you ask about a relationship, yeah, yeah. how high yeah. they say yeah. on their on their face is how bad the relationship is. Like, no, you know, like it's good. Uh, it's good. I gotta get out. <laughs> <laughs> it went amazingly. I, I couldn't have asked for it to go better as far as the end goal because right. we made the goal yeah but you know I, i'm preparing for a second one soon so just the idea that month of kickstarting was a nightmare talk you know? about talk so, about the last day oh my god the last day i think well first of all i, I looked at my goal before i went to bed uh-huh. i woke up the next day and the i had less money <laughs> because people were starting to see that it wasn't going to make goal uh. and withdrawing their pledges yeah oh because so many people don't understand what kickstarter is no yeah they don't know that if it doesn't fund they won't be charged so people were getting scared that they were going to lose all this money that Right. And, the, and, you know, the, so it's not like a GoFundMe or an Indiegogo. Right. It's yeah. like, yeah. Right. But then um, we shot up to, I think we made uh, something like 21500 mm-hmm. Um And so it, it was, the last was, day was by far. I think it was like twenty grand, yeah, right? Yeah, it was twenty grand. yeah. Our last day was by far the, the biggest flood day. Gates, the floodgates yeah. open. Yeah. And because the, the, the thing is, as soon as we got to 19, everyone who was holding back was like, oh. So we, if we donate, we'll get we'll something. Get yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, um, next time I'm gonna set the goal a little bit lower because good move. I do think though, like three dollars. I need it. Yeah, ah. yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I'll do it. I, I got you. <laughs> I, need I got it. you right here. Like I got three on. bucks in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I needed the twenty thousand to that, make it. Son. You know, I needed every dollar of that twenty thousand. Yeah. But I think if I set the goal at fifteen thousand, I might have made thirty. That's you know? true. So, that's a good point. so uh, because right. people would have that's seen, yeah. that's a that's a chance though. You're taking a chance. Oh, for on sure. That. But you know, the, I mean, I could put a chance on credit. You know, right? I oh. Mean. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that's the thing. You'd have to do it through somebody else though, because Kickstarter, you can't you can't no, actually oh, fund your own. Not no, from but he's me. saying I'm he's saying got the I'll credit the so that he could he could oh, float you. the, the other right. five thousand dollars. I got right. you. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying you can't. He can float it without. Right. Not without Not going Kickstarter. Through Kickstarter. He's so got the money. I got you. Say I got if you. I made fifteen thousand dollars, yeah, I could just put it on my business card because I I had to open this small business to mm-hmm. to yep. put mm-hmm. the funds into. Yeah, and I have a business card for that. That and it's basically for buying like big supplies for sure. a warehouse. Sure. So I have it as an emergency if something goes wrong. If I have made a mistake and I have to pay five thousand more dollars. Yeah, I have that card. I don't have five thousand more dollars. Understood. I don't have five dollars. You know, <laughs> but he's got but, three. Know, right. <laughs> he's I got three. three. It's sitting next to you. Um, <laughs> did you get? I mean, how many people that actually read the comics read the novels too? Because I feel like it's almost a, a, a totally separate audience. I have no idea actually because oh. um, the Iron Man novel hasn't been printed yet. First, oh, they're that, putting them out digitally first. You know, um, oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, they came out. Um, so they're going to be eBooks, right? Basically, I, okay. Iron Man dropped digitally uh, December, I think, thirteenth, and comes out in print July something. Okay, what's what's the synopsis for the novel? Oh God! Uh, Elevator pitch. Put you on the spot. I'm so bad. See, I had him. I had you looking at trailers before you came here. Yeah. Not, not Tricky. actually, Tricky. not actually. You know, being you able to summarize your own work. All right. <laughs> so, um, basically, Iron Man and a few of his enemies discover a strange object that has landed on Earth, mm-hmm. and um, as each of them Is goes, it Trump. It's Trump. It's Trump, yeah. Um, <laughs> as, actually, it's Bannon. Mulligan. Um, it's Bannon. <laughs> as each of them goes uh, about their way of yeah. trying to find out what this item is, the item shows that it has its own agenda, pretty much. Yeah, okay, very cool. And the Avengers novel, what's the, what's the story with that? The Avengers novel, um, the subtitle is The Serpent Society. Um, hmm. What I did there was, um, do you guys remember when uh, they announced the third Cap movie? And um, they at first they said Captain America, the Serpent Society, mm-hmm. as a joke, and then did Civil War. Right, right. So okay. I thought it would be cool if we actually just did did that, a Serpent. You know? Okay, yeah. So um, so yeah, it's the Serpent Society. They're um, they have a new leader. It's um, 
they're kind of staking a claim to be the big. Um, so they're, they're filling the vacuum that Hydra left. Then. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. 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 Now, do you? Uh, what did you think of Civil War as a movie? I mean, we already kind of talked about Avengers right. and the movies itself, though. Uh, what did you think of Civil War as a movie, and and what influence did that movie have on on the book? I love it. Um, it didn't have any. That movie in in specific didn't have any influence. Mm-hmm. I, I I think the overall landscape of Marvel Studios films as a whole did. Yeah. You know, it was all of them because they've... Um, well, does, <sighs> does the book take... This is a good question, right? Does the book... Let's see, I'm actually complimenting myself. I'm like, hey, what a great question it's about to be. <laughs> uh, does, I mean, does the novel take place in the movie universe for broader appeal or is it in the comic universe or is it kind of like a I mishmash? Mean, the easiest answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the thing is, all right, so it does take place in the comic universe, mm-hmm. but... Like right now, um, uh, Thor is Jane. You know, th- there's two different Captain Americas. Um, Iron Man is Riri. That's not what's happening in the novels. Sure. The novels it's more are iconic. In, yeah, the novels are in a safe place in continuity where if a movie fan picked it up, they wouldn't think, "Oh, this isn't the movie characters." So it it, it works for both. It's a much. it's it's a broader it's a broader scale than yeah. yeah. What do you got from Hassan? Anything? Uh, <laughs> so I got to take the night off here. Yeah, he's exactly. like, wait a minute. If I, get to, I get to sleep a little. See if I'd have known. Uh, no. Um, so you have uh, another project called Helena from Boundless. Like, what's yeah. that? What is um, that? Number one just came out today. Uh, is this a novel? No, it, it's a comic. Um, it's a four issue comic series. Boundless um, is the sister company of Avatar. Okay. Um, so Avatar, um, they I reached out to them to mm-hmm. see if they had anyone working. Uh, on their cross book or anything just to see if, if I had any uh, freelancing uh, ch- chance there and they offered me Helena and told me that uh, Gabrielle Andrade uh-huh, who yo, is the yeah. artist on uh, Alan Moore's Cross Plus 100 uh-huh. Kieran Gillen's Uber uh, would, would be drawing it and I, I didn't know what Helena was but I said yeah of course <laughs> you know? um, it's my favorite book <laughs> yeah. so it's just like a kind of demonic Game of Thrones uh, my number one is a brand, is a brand new start uh, for it and and yeah. When you Game pitch when you pitch these companies too though, I mean, how are you how are you pitching them? Are you pitching them with, you know, here's my lump of here's my resume, what do you got for me? Or I mean, is this like connections you're making at conventions? Um, like how how's that working? I mean, I met William at Avatar uh a while back. Yeah. Uh, I met him early in my career. Uh-huh. And he and I have always just been very cordial. He's mm-hmm. been very cool. Um, so one day I was just, cause I had been submitting to their like submissions at address. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why don't I just hit him up? Yeah. So I, I, I did. And I had a gig that day. Have you ever um, gotten nice. a book nice. published through this, through just cold submissions? Never, ever, ever. Ever. Right. It never nope. happens. It's never a hard, happens. It's, it's it a never hard happens. beast from what I'm told. Oh man. All right. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about the hardships of, of self-publishing, of pitching, And then we're going to talk Legion, because Legion's coming out tonight, and the reviews are uh, pretty, pretty. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
Welcome back. Good evening, Randy Hogan. Just join us on the Facebook feed. This is Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, talkradio.nyc. Want to give a shout-out to uh, Adam and Is This Plugged In? was uh, the show on at 7. And I uh, also want to give a shout-out to Robin Callie, who you heard in the commercial break as well, too. Uh, go check out their stuff, talkradio.nyc. we got a whole host of cool channels and cool uh, hosts doing a whole bunch of different things, talking about things that actually matter as opposed to what we do here, which is just talking about fun stuff. We have a new country, Sam. What's the, what was the country? Suriname. Suriname. They love us in Suriname. We're <laughs> yeah, huge. We're, we're huge. We're, we're like giant huge in Suriname. In Suriname. <laughs> so I'm joined by Hassan, who you're just hearing in the back there. I got a billboard in Suriname. Do, do you really? Mm-hmm. How much did that cost? Yeah, uh, didn't was cost that me a Was that the three bucks? Was that like a Kickstarter campaign? Unfortunately, that was the <laughs> That was the Kickstarter and, campaign. And so, I mean, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> so we're also joined by uh, Pat Shand, who uh, is writing some uh, Marvel novels right now. Iron Man, Mutually Assured Destruction, uh, writing Avengers. Uh, doing Helena for Boundless, uh, which is very cool. And on that topic, we were kind of talking about. So now you're going into the freelance territory. Yes. Is that scary? Uh, yeah, very. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I. Um, it's not a pretty well, wait, place. Wait, wait. It's not a pretty place. Can you describe freelance for us? Like, and you can just sum it up what freelance is for the people out there who don't really know. What That's a good question. Yeah, you know, it's. Um, I have no steady job. Every day of my life is asking people for. <laughs> For small jobs, <laughs> in, in hopes that I make enough money and that they'll pay on time to uh, mm. survive that. Cash flow is a business problem. It I is. literally thought he was going to say, "Every day of my life is hell." <laughs> 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 like, no, no, no. Make it sound a little bit. Better well, welcome, that. welcome to freelance. <laughs> yes. welcome to freelance you know, world. Could you, could you punch it up a little bit? Could you kind of punch <laughs> it? Yeah. Um, I've, I've I've had some experience there because mm-hmm. uh, while I was a staff writer at Xenoscope, mm-hmm. I, I was doing some extra freelance writing on the side, yeah. and, and now that's all I'm doing, you know. Um, so now, but um, it's a desirable kind of cha- transition. It right? is, you know. Um, it's something I always wanted to do, yeah. and I, I've put it off, you know. Um, uh, last year around this time, I was finishing up this run, this four year run on Robin Hood, yeah, and Robin Hood was. Pretty much my main. What's, the, what's work. the premise for anybody who hasn't read the book from Xenoscope? It's um, R- Robin Hood is sort of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. It's uh, oh. Robin Hood Good is one. it's a female version of Robin Hood who is running a uh, a supernatural private investigation office in New York City. Interesting. <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah, it's a fun it's a fun title. I had a great time writing it, and that was like my baby for a while. Yeah, and that's the one that made me realize. I'm putting all of myself into a book that I don't own. So, ah, so that is. was my. It's always what gets us. It really is. Yeah. You know, that was my catalyst to leave. Sure. And then I didn't because I needed money. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, That's the other thing that gets us. Did you ever think yeah. about pitching creator owned to Xenoscope or no? Oh, you know that I did those early on. Yeah. And um, they put them out digitally, never printed them, ah. and um, actually, suckers was one that I did with Ian McGinty. Okay. And that didn't print. That's one I feel could have made a lot of money because he's, um, Ian McGinty's pretty big in comics right now. Mm-hmm. But Family Pets I did, uh, that actually was printed through Xenoscope's uh, Silver Dragon books. Okay. And that was successful. But um, I didn't have any more kids' ideas. They were all uh. more ideas along the lines of suckers that I thought that Xenoscope might not want to do it, you know? Yeah. And I, I did uh, last year pitch this new one um, this sort of like a horror mob story to Xenoscope and uh, Ralph loved it, um, but it didn't end up on the schedule. Uh, so, yeah. And then he stole it. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's I mean, what would be your, your goal? Would you be to crack the image barrier or oh, or, yeah. or 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 yeah. like if you had to choose one or work for one of the big two? Choose one of those. Yeah. Image. Uh, I mean, I. I mean, I want to do both, but uh, right. Well, I mean, we all right we now. All. Image is making the best books. Yeah, um, it's where creators go when they have the resources and, and when they have the name to yeah. to make books that are successful. There, you yeah. Know? Um, I mean, I think in the past, Marvel and DC would pull from the image pool, but now I think that creators who get success at Marvel and DC mm-hmm. are now going to Image to put their uh, passion projects out. Through image, yeah. That's uh, how so it was it's kind of in the beginning when Image first started. They were they were stealing, yeah, uh, most right. of Marvel's talent right. way way back. Oh yeah, right in the early nineties. I mean, Marvel competes now. I mean, well, no, they they every, everything shifted and they became competitive again, and they you know they had a strong uh, a strong resurgence. Yeah, and now yes. it's gone it's gone back to Image kind of. 
well, kind of be in the pool with Marvel. Um, good, good, uh, a good little segue too. They've got a they've got a show coming on tonight uh, called Legion. How'd you do that? Oh, it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's, it's like I'm a radio show host yeah. or something. I don't know. I don't know where this is coming from. Uh, so Legion is debuting tonight. It's on FX. Um, I got my DVR set. I'm gonna, you know, I'm actually gonna watch that. Uh, Netflix to me is always a problem because I just like. I have stuff on my DVR I got to watch, and because it's like right connected to my TV, like the remote is the TV remote. Also, I just tend to go to my DVR before I would go Aww. to like turn on the Wii. No, I know. You it's just, and your technology. It's just very tough. Poor kid. It's just very tough. Poor kid. Technology right. and time. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna end up watching like Legion before I end up watching like Jessica Jones, you know, or something like that. Or when the Iron Fist show comes out, it's gonna take me a while to get to that. Um, plus the binge format. Um, I just don't we, have time we, to we binge. We the binging. It's it's not always effective, too. No. Right. Um, I agree with that, too. I thought Luke Cage, I actually got bored yeah. uh, by, you know. Same with same with Jessica Jones. I mean, there's good stuff in yeah. it, but after a while, you're kind of like, all right, catch this guy already. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's been 13 hours. Can right. We, can we it's get like, this Can guy? we get something yeah, going here? Exactly. exactly. Like, so. yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think I think it can go, it can go either way, right? Um, so Legion, I'm really excited about. And apparently the reviews are that it is just fantastic. So Polygon wrote that it's a terrifying fun house that redefines what a Marvel show can be. Wow, that's um, very poetic. Uh, well, I mean, right he, he's probably a professional writer. A terrifying I mean, fun right? house. <laughs> Sounds like some dates I've been on, actually. Uh, <laughs> some. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, most, sadly. <laughs> NPR, Legion is a fun, fast-paced TV adaption. Uh, USA Today, Legion is complex, rewarding blend of humor and jolts. Um, for anybody who doesn't jolts. know, yeah, like Ooh. jolts, jolts. Yeah, I'm Al, Al Joltson. Yeah. Um, so anybody who doesn't know, Legion is an X Men character. He's the son of Charles Xavier, and and Hassan and I were debating back here. Um, we believe it's the son of yeah, Xavier uh, and Maura McTaggart. I think I think he I think he is in Randy an, Hogan. Where are you? An iteration. I don't know if that's that's the actual full canon, but right. I know in any one one particular iteration. That yeah. They are. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to rack my my Chris Claremont '80s yeah it's um, been a while. X Men brain <laughs> as to whether or not that's the case. So but, let's just not go on record about that. Well, it's Charles Xavier's son. We're gonna we're, we're gonna yes. we're gonna, yeah, that, we're gonna that stick with that. To. That one we can definitely hold to. And I guess the 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 show is set in uh, maybe the '70s or whatever. It's so. It's, I mean, the X Men so universe it's a period piece kind of. Yeah, technically, that's kind of cool. So so it is taking place in the X Men uh, universe with the with the Marvel movies, right? With, uh, Agents of Shield with right. Uh, with uh, well, no, 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 I, no, no, not Agents. No, see, I wouldn't. It wouldn't take. Because you know. it's FX, right? Uh, 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 see, Randy Hogan, Gabriel Holler, oh, is the mother, which would make sense because it's David Holler. Well done. That's why we have fans. Yeah, thank you, Randy. That's Hogan. why we didn't go on thank record. You. That was my idea, not to go on record. I will steal that idea. I will steal that idea and claim it was mine. But don't check issues. the tape. No, no, no. Those are your words. Fine. <laughs> Stupid contract. <laughs> um, um. All right. So, so. So it doesn't. So this is FX. I, it, so this is Fox. It's Fox. So, so it's it, it's with the X Men. Right. Okay. So so basically, maybe right. theoretically, Patrick Stewart right. could come trotting through this right. uh, this adventure. When you're writing the novels, Pat, can you use X Men characters, or, or is it is it mutually exclusive to like the Marvel Studios people? I think that. Um, he has no idea. I don't. <laughs> he's, he's like I've, he's um, like scribbling out that Deadpool sure, reference yeah. that, <laughs> he, that he made. I, I'm pretty sure I, I shouldn't use mutants. Yeah, I, I haven't. I shouldn't. <laughs> I, not like I don't. I shouldn't, but I do. <laughs> he's, like, he's like I have to go home and rewrite that yeah, entire yeah, third act now. I do whatever I want. It's a book nobody reads. <laughs> you know he's you know he's chomping at the bit right yeah. now to be like that third project was like mutants and, and yeah. the Avengers. Yeah, like, now he's got a. Like, wait, oh, wait a minute. Shoot. These guys just reminded me. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> He's like, I don't really write these novels. Yeah. You don't. You don't need to keep talking. We'll 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 handle <laughs> it from here. We'll take it from here. <laughs> so yeah, you, you you really can't kind of mix the universes. Like, how annoying is that? Not annoying at all. Um, no, no, it's annoying me right now. I, <laughs> you know, I um, I didn't feel a need to bring any X Men in because I mean I. I prefer all the Avengers to all the X-Men. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm an Avengers guy. What? You know, those that's, char- But that's an age thing. I think what? that really is an age thing. He's younger than me. Very much younger. <laughs> like like significantly younger. No. And Pat's not that, Stop that, it. Not that young either. Yeah, you know, I mean. <laughs> Stop it. It's also because it's not only the age thing too. It's that I didn't really get into comics until like 2007, 2008. Yeah. 2007. So, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, um, what are you doing the rest of your time? I was just yeah. reading, reading, reading books. Like real you know? books. Real like, books. Real literature? He was 20, though, 
in 2007. So let's, yeah. you know, let's, yeah, but at 20, let's do the math. You know, do I mean, the math. What are you doing for 20 years? <laughs> you know, he was probably dating girls. Dating girls. Oh, <laughs> like oh, yeah. oh yeah. that's what I did. Yeah. Wrong. yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, you're cool. Um, you know, yeah. Don't, you know, don't patronize him. <laughs> I, I fell in love with uh, the Marvel Studios characters. Yeah. And uh, then I began to read those comics. Um, it's amazing that you say that, too, because that to me shows what Marvel managed to accomplish right right i mean you're going but if you go back 10 years prior i mean they were handing books to rob liefeld and jim lee just to just to save any kind of you know just to salvage these iconic characters that were virtually unsellable right. i mean the fact that, that we that, yeah. are now 10 years i mean 15 years after that fact where x-men are almost like the stepchild now the forgotten stepchild to all this that that is that is what's completely completely foreign and weird to me it is right in my era coming up x-men was the pinnacle but nobody even read any of these other books no you know captain america was a joke mark wade did a run on captain america i won't go on record and say they were a joke but i'm saying most of the hipster kids like you i don't think there were hipsters back then there were hipsters were they they were like like, we were hip man i had the hat and everything anyway yeah (laughs) doesn't matter uh, we the the the, the number like one the comic that you hat. needed to be reading was you need to be reading all the X books yes absolutely and Spider Man Spider Man never really had a dip Spider Man was it had a down McFarland Spider Man was oh. a big deal was forget a big it deal. yeah no absolutely so so it's kind of weird um is in in just this new iteration where the Avengers have just completely eclipsed uh, uh, it's the unreal. X-Men. Yeah. Absolutely unreal. It's great. Yeah. It's really great because I wasn't a reader of the Avengers, so now I'm discovering these stories for the first sure. time. Right. And some of these stories I'm not 100% uh, familiar with, like mm-hmm. like um, uh, Civil War. So watching these movies for the first time, it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's really uh, an experience for me. Yeah. But it's just trippy to, to think that X-Men is... Is 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 not even really part of Marvel right now. Randy Hogan said there were no hipsters in our day. There were hipsters, Randy. Randy just wasn't a hipster. And this that's is very why. True. Didn't have the hat. And yeah. that is why. Well, I mean, there was like a, like an official card. I think. You have yeah, to get. and he's gonna yeah. he's gonna discredit the whole movement because he wasn't in it. Do you know there was? A, if you watch Impractical Jokers, does anybody watch that on True TV? No. Great show. You should definitely watch it. There is a, a it's we a hidden camera TV. show, and um and one of the guys. Um, it's a comedic comedian show, so they they actually pump things into into the into like they have four comedians and one comedian's in the uh, like on location wherever they're filming, um, doing doing whatever the other person tells him to do. And so one of them was like, you know, ask him about that hat, <laughs> and because there's, there's, there's a oh, guy I, in there, I've seen that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's just like, so what what's up with your what's up with your hat? Is it cold in here? And he's like, he's like, no, no, I'm a, I'm a hipster. And he was like, blatantly, he's like, I'm a hipster. I'm just you know just trying no, to fit in. Modern hipsters. <laughs> And seventies hipsters, completely different thing. Sorry, there was there were no seventies hipsters. There were just Are you people kidding? that were. That's hit. where hipsterism came no, from. Oh no, that's totally weird. No, that's Sam. No. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Hogan said they destroyed my Avengers. All right, when we come back, we'll do something. What? <laughs> something of something of consequence here. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. 
and it's alongside, and it's good to be back, right? Be back. Um, Secrets and Sires brought to you by all of our beloved patrons. We love these guys. Go to michaeldolce.com. It'll take you to our Patreon page. The Patreon page is patreon.com slash secrets of the sire. We have dedicated fans, Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, John Hoff III, Ashley Haikai, our program director, Stephanie Dolce, our executive producers, Steve Hovecki and Brian Phillips, and as always, our Uber fan, Christina Dolce, who is wonderful and uh, also turning 30 soon. Very exciting. The 1987 uh, babies in the house here. Um, we were. <laughs> Uh, we are not just going to do something. I thought it was just a clever segue into the next into the next thing. We're going to go spinning the racks. <laughs> we do this every week. We take the headlines of the comic book movie world and uh, we bring them to your doorstep um, on our podcast slash radio show on talkradio.nyc. Um, enter Iron Fist. So we were talking movie trailers before we talked Guardians of the Galaxy. We talked Logan. Uh, Iron Fist trailer is out now. Um, you know what are what are uh, is is to me? There's almost. I, I want to say that I don't. I just don't have the same level of enthusiasm. Like with which, with each release that Netflix is doing now, I find myself less and less excited by by oh. what they're doing, and not and not mm. and not because they're doing anything wrong either. I'm just right. kind of like, you know, Daredevil was like, holy crap, and then when you actually see it and it's a really good show, and you're like, holy crap. Um, but but since then, I'm kind of like, ah. Uh, well, we'll let the guest talk. Okay. I think um, that's a good idea. You know, I, he didn't know. He was like, "Wait, what?" No, I, <laughs> I um, I, I haven't seen done. the trailer yet. Um, oh. and that's because I haven't seen Didn't Daredevil, Jessica Jones, mm. or Luke Cage, Wait, or Agents what? of Shield. Um, he's busy actually doing work. I'm see? too behind. <laughs> you know, is that um, is that what it is? He's, okay. he's like working on the actual yeah. He's actually building in these the things. universe. Yeah. I really right. do want to see those shows though. It's just that yeah. I I waited a little bit and then there was so much. You yeah. know, there's yeah, there's know. just so much. And that's take why a couple of weeks off and just sit <laughs> home and stare at the TV. Just get rid of your career. With that? Like yeah. just you know, yeah. now that you're freelancing, well, he's a writer. He's a word guy. Yeah, I do want to see him though. You know, yeah. What what did you think, Hassan? What what do you think about the Netflix releases. Um, okay, they're all good. Yeah, they are. They're solid, I, right? That's all I got. No, that's they're it? they're all good. The, the problem. Didn't we have a conversation about this. Yes, you know, we did. We're, the, we're the, on the radio, and the, you need to give you need to give opinions. What? I don't want to give for us good. for us to the work. The problem with them show. basically is that they are too long. Um, I, and I don't mean that they're too long in the sense that uh, that they shouldn't these these uh, characters and. This genre shouldn't have thirteen episodes or tw- mm-hmm. 10, 10 to thirteen episodes. I mean that the storylines that they're choosing aren't strong enough to sustain thirteen hours with a show, and I found that is consistent through Daredevil all the way through Luke Cage, yeah. where it's like it 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 re- comes out of the gate really strong, first five or six uh, episodes, and then somewhere in the middle, because you, know, you realize there's another six sure. or seven episodes yeah. left. The next three episodes in the middle kind of just and that's a, the binge format. I think is the problem with that, right? I mean, well, because yeah. they're 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 creating, you know, they're creating episodic serialized, epi- you know, I'm going to say I, episodes again, yeah, as if they're going to air every single week. Here's how here's how I would not. liken it. Right, um, I would liken it to the experience the first time you saw it from Dust Till Dawn. Now, whether you liked it or not, mm-hmm. there is a. There's a particular way you thought this movie was going to go from sure. the way it started, and then it then they get into the bar and they get attacked by vampires, and the whole thing shifts. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, even if you're enjoying it, it's still a little jarring. Like, oh, I thought that, and then it just kind of abruptly ends yeah. at that point. It doesn't yes. really revert back to anything else. So you're like, well, I thought this was going to okay, all right, well, vampire, all right, fine, oh, blood, all right, fine, I'll do it. I'll yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll sit there. So what happens with these shows is that you, they're, they're going real strong, and you think, all right, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna deal with this, and then because they realize that, cause, and each show basically has one villain, and the one villain gets stretched out for all thirteen episodes. Um, not to give anything away, they 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 end in in, uh, in various different ways. Sure. But basically, they resolve the the situation, and right around episode probably six, they realize, okay, we. We gotta leave the the climax for the last three episodes. Sure. So we gotta f- we gotta do filler for these other three. Yeah, um, and it just takes a weird track, and it never really picks up its momentum again. And all three of those series, yeah. do that consistently. So you, I would you, say that they need to do something about their uh, the, the the way they break their seasons. Do you think that the Marvel movie format is actually hurting 
um, the television format Probably. in a sense, right? Because I mean, you're almost like like you said earlier, right? These Marvel movies are kind of like TV shows now. I mean, they, right. I think they are too. I thought Civil War was uh, was really great. I mean, we had I, you know we talked about the problems with the actual ending that I had with it, versus you know whatever the case is, and just in terms of what Baron Zemo's role played in it. Um, but overall, it was a great movie. But it, again, it was you know Avengers two was just another episode. Um, but it's a three-hour episode. I, you know, I can get really psyched up for it. I can watch it. I can watch the spectacle. The story moves along, and then you know, next year when the next, or not even next year, but like maybe three months later when the next Marvel movie comes out, I can kind of keep, you know, picking up the story. Meanwhile, Netflix is like, here's thirteen episodes in a row of everything that we're doing. Like, does that hurt? Um, I mean, I think it's just that there's too much superhero content on TV mm. right now. You know, I mean, we've I, talked about that too. I think there is a lot saturation. Yeah. yeah because the thing is, I think that the movie angle, that's not saturation because that is every month or so, you know, or every few months, there's a new superhero movie. We go out, we see it, enjoy it. But to have these ongoing shows, so many of them, and not just Marvel. I mean, I mean more the DC shows, you yeah. know? I mean, I don't know what Legends of, T- of Tomorrow is. Yeah, no. I don't no, understand yeah. what that is. I'll never watch it. It could be the best sure. show in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it could be the best show in the world, but... That Flash Arrow, I don't know what those really. Supergirl, uh, yeah, Supergirl. I watch. I love Supergirl. Um, oh, oh, the, first, <laughs> the first comic that I ever bought, actually, that was a superhero comic, was Supergirl okay. Fifty. Um, because, but I, I mean, just, they're in a row. There's there's Monday, right. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so yeah. much, and and then there's also Agents of Shield, and then if you go on That's Netflix, all there there's is five or, there's five or six shows, right. and now Legion. Yeah, you know, there's there's yeah. very little else on television it's to true. watch at the moment. What's that? And Riverdale. And Riverdale. And yep, sure. Riverdale, which is basically like, I guess, Pretty Little pretty little Liars meets Twin Peaks. I went to school in Riverdale, so that's just really freaky. It's just weird for you? Yeah. It's weird. Were there any orange-haired kids? Yes, there was plenty there of orange was? hair. I had orange <laughs> hair, as a matter of fact. Long, flowing orange hair. I, yeah. <laughs> was, uh, I don't like to talk about it. So the uh, first Tomb Raider set photos came out, reveal uh, Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to... not. Not gonna top Angelina. No, no. But I don't think the movie was very good, though. No, his movies were terrible. Yeah, they're not very good. But but still, not gonna top Angelina. I I, actually was really funny story about uh, the first Tomb Raider. I had a long, long, long spell of just going to every movie I saw and just uh, just hating them. Yeah, just completely like this. This is crap. This is not meeting with my expectations. And Tomb Raider is when I made a deal with myself because I'm like I'm spending a lot of money and I'm seeing a lot of movies. I'm not liking any of them. I'm only going to expect what they tell me to expect. And then if I get that, I will consider the movie a good movie or not a bad movie. So Tomb Raider basically said, breasts and Eagle .50. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically what you get for the entire film. Yeah. It delivered on at least half of that. She's got cleavage and she shoots. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I got what I wanted. It was a terrible film. It was not very good. (laughs) But I got what I wanted. It was not very good. The poster was great, though. Yeah. Remember that poster that, <laughs> that Wizard gave away? The poster's huge... always great. Yeah. The, the poster's the, always not great. Not a great movie. So so this uh, this new Tomb Raider, uh, we're, we're having expectations? We got high hopes about that? No, we, got, we, have Van, <laughs> we have Van Helsing. This is actually... So it's very funny, actually, that we have Van Helsing, um, the TV show, and we also have the movie. So the Van Helsing uh, analogy that I've used in the past was the Van Helsing movie with uh, Hugh Jackman. Oh, right. You know, years Ooh. and years and years ago, which was deemed like the worst movie of all time. Ooh, sure. Yeah, and I saw um, that in the theater. Right. Now, but the thing is, it took me years to actually finally see it, and by the time I saw it... It wasn't that bad. Because everyone had said it was just yeah. the worst movie, so I'm, I'm like literally bracing for like... You know, just like yeah. you know, you see the strings that's the, that's on the people. Fantastic Four effect, right? Exactly, the, the, right. The most recent Fantastic right. Four, right? Like this is the worst thing you're ever going to see. Yeah. I actually, I actually liked the first half of the Fantastic yeah, Four was, movie. There, it was an okay film, right? It wasn't so, great, but it was okay. So I call it the Van Helsing effect. So if if you if it takes you a while to actually see something, and by that point your expectations are so low that that the movie can't help, or the TV <laughs> show, or the comic a can't help, but be right. better than what you've kind of. It's the same thing in reverse, right? Like when well, Blair Witch first came out. Yeah, you know, I saw it when it first came out before there was the hype but then like i saw it like opening night before yeah. anybody and then you know i heard i had people coming up to me being like you know ah oh, yeah i saw that blair witch like oh, i wasn't scary at all i'm yeah. like when did you see it well i saw it like three weeks ago like three weeks after it came out after i was told it was the scariest thing yeah. i'm ever gonna see i'm like well that's why it's not the scariest I, thing i would i would call it from my point of view the the uh blade runner effect 
because I saw Blade Runner so yeah. late yeah. that I'd seen all the imitations before I saw Blade Runner. So it just didn't have the yeah, effect no. on me. I agree. Actually, I, re- I actually recently saw Blade Runner for and the I first really time. And I really wish I had seen it in the 80s when it when it had first come out and it w- could have been an amazing uh, yeah. uh, spectacle. But B- Blade Runner? Never a, seen it? You know, yeah. No, I saw it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like the director. Um, His uh-huh. voice did go up when he yeah. said that Seinfeld. Like, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, ah. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, my opinions on his films. Really? Um, yeah, man. You know, Alien. Uh-oh. I hate Alien. I think it's horrible. Mm. Oh, and, I, mm. and I always get that reaction, you know. <laughs> so I am. Um, Hassan just unfriended you. That, <laughs> that, that's From a social media that he created. I, uh, <laughs> I recognize there that I am so in the minority that I just, I don't get you it. You are. Know? I, yeah. I, I don't get it, you know. Get so, out. Um, <laughs> so, well, it's been nice having you on the uh, show. It's been very good. No. But, but Blade Runner, I like it well enough, you know, yeah. but I'm not into sci-fi like that, you know. It's yeah. not, it's oh, not well, interesting that'll, to me, that'll, you know? that'll do it. That'll, right. that'll, because that's all Blade Runner is. Really, Blade Runner is not a story. Is that, is that. Nothing the, really happened. Right. That, I thought that was actually my biggest complaint. Yeah. Right. They're going like, I don't, I don't But it's amazing. You know. It's an but, amazing see, spectacle. Like, Arrival is sci-fi, but it, it's a cool human story. Yeah, but, Arrival's hard sci-fi, though. It's hard. It's hard concept sci-fi. Yeah. So it's like very esoteric and deep. And, right. Yeah. You know, if you go there looking for that, you're going to get a lot of that from that film. Yeah. Right. Well, we've had a tremendous show tonight. Well, we welcome Brian Everham, who also joins us frequently. You, 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 you missed like the entire show, Brian. Yeah. We're, we're, we're done now. Yeah, thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks for the big nothing. We want to thank all of our guests. We want to thank all of our fans. We want to thank Pat Chan for coming by the studio. Thank you, Pat. Um, where, can, where can everybody find you? I am at Pat Chan pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Instagram. Twitter, Instagram. You're not Facebook, in my house right now. Tumblr, You're off of Hassan's social media. <laughs> I, am. I am. Yes, unfortunately. The Godwin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, you know, I'm there everywhere just as my name. And thanks for having me. Well, we, we, we appreciate it. So uh, next week, we're also going to have another in-guest studio. So I'm going to wow. actually get the damn green room wow. thing working correctly. So that people can actually I'm watch us in the green room. bring a portable AC. I can guarantee you we will not be talking politics in the green room next week because uh-huh. Jeff Gomez. Uh, Transmedia guru Jeff Gomez is on. We're going to be talking Lego I'll Batman. I'll talk politics with him. Well, that'll be fun. <laughs> We're going to talk Lego Batman. All right. That, that to me just, I can't wait. You know, how did Transmedia play a role in like, I mean, who would have thought you'd be seeing a Lego Batman nah, movie? That's true. It's right? really out there. I mean, that is like two iconic franchises um, you know, and and uh, Jeff's company has has worked with with uh, you know building stories for companies like Lego. So should be a great show. All right, Secrets of the Sire, signing off. <laughs> You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? 
then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Robin Callie Show, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 